Well, hey, it is great to be with you today um, on this Father's Day. My name is Daniel Miller, and I am the Next Generation Director here at Nativity. That means I get to work with all of our kids and students and the ministers that serve them. And it's my honor to be with you here today. So um, I especially am honored for all those who are new uh, or have just been here for a short while, whether you're joining us here in our sanctuary or you're online. And if that's you, we welcome you, and we actually have a gift for you as well. If you're here in person on our campus, go to our Welcome Center right after we finish in here. It's right behind you on the concourse, and we'll have a gift for you waiting there. Or if you're joining us online, you can text in the word WELCOME to 410-216-5534, and we'll send you that gift. Either way, we are glad that you're with us today. We're starting our summer message series, and we're going to be looking at the book of Proverbs for the next few weeks. Proverbs is actually wisdom shared from a father to a son. So that's pretty fitting for today on Father's Day. And we want to just wish all of the dads, grandfathers, stepfathers, godfathers, expectant fathers, anyone who's in a fatherly role, a very happy Father's Day today. We are thankful for you. We're grateful to you for everything you do. I got to spend a little bit of time with my dad recently. I was in Idaho, where I'm from, and it was my nephew's wedding. So it was a great day. It was a beautiful setting. We were in the mountains in Idaho, in Sun Valley, Idaho. And we were on our way back from the trip, which is about a three-hour drive. And my parents were in the front seat. I was in the back. And um, my dad is really a teacher at heart. He taught some university-level business classes when I was growing up. And um, like most dads, he loves to share his wisdom. Fathers, I think when they leave the hospital with a new kid, they're, they sign some sort of contract to make sure that they have enough terrible dad jokes and endless advice to make it through as a dad, right? So fathers love um, and they dream of teaching their kids what they need to know. So my dad's very wise in many things, especially in business. It's his area of expertise. And he started to talk about a business from Boise, Micron. It's a microchip company there that's one of the biggest employers in the area that my dad finds fascinating. He finds it fascinating. <laughs> and I really did want to listen as he started to talk. Um, but we had had this long wedding the day before. I didn't sleep real well that night. And then that drone of the car on the road, and you can see where this is heading. As my dad was talking, my best intentions to keep my eyes open and pay attention were thwarted, and I fell asleep. So my mom was driving. I'm pretty sure she wasn't asleep. She must have been listening, but I was oblivious and snoozing. It was a few minutes. I'm not really sure how long it was, but I came to, and my ears perked up, and my dad was still talking about Micron. I'm honestly not sure if he knew that I had even zoned out because the car had gotten quiet. So this is my true confession to all of you today, not just this time, but I have to admit that even as an adult, sometimes I lose focus when my dad tells stories. And I just want to say I did tell my dad that I was going to tell this story. Um, and I want to apologize to my dad for this particular instance. I don't mean it. I do want to listen. And I do listen most of the time when he's speaking. But I will say I don't remember every story my dad has ever told me. However, I remember almost all of the household sayings that we had growing up. You could call these our household parables, or excuse me, our household proverbs. 
And we repeated them so often that I still remember them today and we still speak them um, with my brothers and my parents. The first one of these was I-L-Y-M-N-B. And it's an acronym, it's I love you more, no backs. So if you tell someone that you love them, they might say back to you, well, I love you more. And you could say back to them, well, I love you more. So this settles it. I love you more, no backs. And we would write this on notes. We would say it to each other. We even have it on some artwork that's in our houses. So it's just an indicator that family love is strong. Here's another one we had. This is a straightforward one. It was on a magnet in our house. You have two choices for dinner. Take it or leave it. We also had this one, mistakes are good, they help us grow, they teach us what we need to know. Good sound advice for any time of life. And then there were the household proverbs that stuck with me but that I did not like at all. My dad would tell me this from time to time, it's okay for you to wait for me, it's not okay for me to wait for you. Every time that he brought that one out, I would come back with, but that's not fair, dad. And of course, he, as a dad, it doesn't have to be fair. And then there was this one, don't say what, say coming. So when we would have dinner time, we would be around the house doing homework or whatever, and my dad would call for us boys, or he'd call our individual names. And how were we supposed to respond? Don't say what, say coming. So we hated it. That was the one thing my brothers and I vowed we would never make our kids say. Um, But the point was that we should know dinner was coming and be ready for it. So don't say what, say coming. Those were some of our household proverbs. Clearly I was listening at least some of the time when my dad was speaking, unlike um, this last time when we were on the way home from Sun Valley. So happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Happy Father's Day to my dad, I-L-Y-M-N-B. So as we begin this new message series We're talking about Proverbs, and Proverbs root us in wisdom. Even if I didn't always like what my dad was saying, I can look at it now and think, yeah, there's wisdom in all of those different phrases. The book of Proverbs in Scripture is similar. Whether or not you have studied that book at all, you probably know some Proverbs and know more than you think you do. Proverbs, we think of them as religious sayings, but if you think more broadly, they're really just short, pithy, memorable things that we say. It's something that you'd find on a t-shirt or in a tweet. We all have Proverbs that we live by already and that we see all around us. I'm guessing if you belong to a gym, that gym is going to have some sort of saying on the wall. And you could think of it as a proverb. My gym has a quote from Muhammad Ali. I hated every minute of training, but I said, don't quit. Suffer today and live the rest of your life a champion. I always think that makes it sound like if you train today, you never have to go back to the gym again which is probably not the point, but that's what's on our gym wall. I just made this next-gen t-shirt, and it has a quote from YouTube star Kid President on the back. The quote is, be someone who makes everyone feel like someone. And I bet you know some modern-day Proverbs, too. So I'm going to put some up here. Let's see. I'll start the phrase, you finish it, whether you're watching online or you're here with us in person. Just say it out loud if you know it. A journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. A picture is worth a thousand words. Front row is killing it up here. (laughs) The best things in life are, which all the food is in the Vision Cafe today if you want to go afterwards. How about 
Best things in life are free. This is one of our pastor's favorites. Cleanliness is next to godliness. godliness. And then this is one of my mom's favorites. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. That's right. If you haven't heard any of one of those before, be sure you ask somebody that is very wise what they actually mean. Um, These Proverbs we can look at as advice, and to some degree they are, but there's something different about what's in the Proverbs here and these modern day ones and what's on my gym's wall than what we're going to study throughout this series. The difference is that the Proverbs we're going to study are time-tested. They're sound guidance for life. That's what differentiates them from the stuff we hear from, excuse me, from the stuff we hear today. They've been around and around and around for thousands of years. So it's like a treasure map, a treasure map where it doesn't matter how old it is, it still leads to treasure. It's valuable. And probably the older the treasure is, the more valuable it becomes. So Proverbs is a book that was composed as advice from a father to a son, but it still applies to us today. It says this in Proverbs chapter 4. Hear, O sons, the instruction of a father, and give attention that you may gain understanding. For I give you sound teaching. Do not abandon my instruction. The key word here is sound. It's not just advice. It's wisdom. And we use those terms interchangeably a lot of the time, advice and wisdom. But there is a difference between the two. And what we're going to receive throughout this series really is wisdom. It's not just advice. So if we're thinking about the differences between these two, advice and wisdom, imagine that you're at a family dinner and somebody comes up to you with a plate of food that they've prepared and they take a spoon and they shove it right up in your face and feed it to you whether you're ready for it or not. That can be what advice feels like sometimes, like we're being spoon-fed. Whereas wisdom is somebody setting that dish at the table and allowing you to try it yourself, to ask for it. Another difference between the two, advice is somebody talking at you, whereas wisdom is a conversation. It's listening and responding. Advice is about me. It's about the person who's giving the advice. They want to be offering that to someone. Wisdom is about the person receiving that wisdom. Advice is unsolicited. You didn't necessarily ask for it. Whereas wisdom is sought out. You want more of it. And then lastly, advice is ultimately unappetizing. And wisdom is empowering. It makes you want to think and act differently. It can change the course of your life when you receive the right kind of wisdom. So I don't want to villainize advice. It's not all bad. There are times in life when we need to spoon feed somebody. You can do that as a parent sometimes, especially when your kids are very young or as a boss. There are times when we need to give advice. But the far more appealing thing is to receive wisdom because here's the bottom line. We are all ignorant. And that may sound harsh. It may even sound insulting to you. And I don't mean it to sound that way. I'm ignorant too, but we were all born into ignorance. Everything that we know now, we were taught or we observed along the way. We started totally helpless with virtually no knowledge. But we never fully get rid of that ignorance. 
We have to work on it throughout our life, but no one knows everything, even though we convince ourselves at times that we do. Our ignorance goes with our humanity. Our ignorance is a weakness. It can lead to pride and to sin. But what I'm challenging us to do is to step out for a little while, especially during this series, to be like a young child listening at full attention to our father. Because when we were little, even if it was for a short time, we were humble enough to know that we were ignorant. And so we wanted to listen and learn. And today we can honor our earthly fathers and our heavenly father by giving that gift of listening. The plate is being set before you at the family dinner. It's not going to be spoon fed. You have to try it yourself. So here's what we're going to talk about during this series as we dive into the book of Proverbs. It can basically, as a book, be divided into three distinct parts. The first part, the first nine chapters, are all about wisdom. Wisdom, why we need it, what it is, how to get it. And wisdom, interestingly enough, is portrayed as female in this part. So probably means that in addition to our dads, our mothers have a lot of wisdom to share with us as well. And then in the second part of Proverbs, the middle part, these are the phrases and the things, the pithy things, the memorable things that we are familiar with as Proverbs. Most of them come from Solomon, who was an Old Testament figure, and Solomon prayed for wisdom specifically for that gift, and God granted it to him. So Solomon either wrote them or they came about from his influence. And then the, the book ends with a last section of sayings from other lesser-known sources that um, are Proverbs, but just in a little bit different form. So these are from Hezekiah, Lemuel, Agur, and then the last chapters on womanly excellence. So Proverbs deals with a wide array of topics from daily life in these sections. Diligence and laziness, friendship, speech, marriage, raising kids, work, getting along and having good manners, eternity, and much more. During this series, Brian is going to talk about giving and receiving feedback. Tom is going to talk about one of his favorite things, money. And he will also be talking about the five types of people that are identified in Proverbs, and I'll be talking about the power of the tongue. But above all, the message in all of the book of Proverbs is this. We're urged to be wise, which means embracing God's covenant, living out that covenant in everyday situations, because God's will is intensely practical. It's meant to apply to every aspect of our lives. A proper relation to God involves trying hard to understand his truth and then embracing and obeying that truth. A life lived by God's will is a happy life. A life lived by God's will is a useful life. But a life lived by God's will does not just happen. We have to seek after it. So to close today, we're just going to start to seek after it by looking at this book of Proverbs specifically. We're just going to read through the very first few verses of it, and it simply tells us what our marching orders are for this series, how we can get the most out of studying these Proverbs. So let's take a look. This is how the book begins. That men may appreciate wisdom and discipline, may understand words of intelligence, may receive training in wise conduct, in what is right, just, and honest that resourcefulness may be imparted to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. So all of these are, are laying out the purpose of reading these Proverbs. And you'll notice it's going to be addressed to a young man most of the time. If that's a little bit of a holdup for you, really think of these as universal in their 
audience. So if it helps, you can think of every time it says uh, a male name or a male pronoun, you can substitute men and women if that's helpful for you. It continues, a wise man by hearing them will advance in learning. An intelligent man will gain sound guidance that he may comprehend proverb and parable, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Wisdom and instruction fools despise. So the fear of the Lord, we hear that phrase often in scripture and in church circles. Fear of the Lord is not running away because we're scared. Fear of the Lord is humility in the face of God's immensity, that God is all-powerful, all-knowing, all-loving, ever-present. If that isn't humbling, nothing is. And so our shared ignorance demands that we come to God and we try to benefit from the wisdom that he's sharing with us. So if you consider yourself intelligent, and despite all that I've said about ignorance today, you are intelligent, This is sound guidance for us. We'll become more disciplined, more conscientious, more thoughtful, more intentional by studying these Proverbs. If you're open to it, that study of Proverbs can help make small changes in your life that will make a big difference. That's what God's wisdom can do. So I'm going to ask you to do two simple things. One is to be a part of this series. It's six weeks long. You've already done week one. And in the next few weeks, we invite you to join us here on our campus. You don't need a reservation to come. We will find you a seat in our sanctuary. Let's fill this place up again. The other way that you can join us is always online. No matter where you are, we invite you to be part of this series. Number two is to read through the book of Proverbs as we go through the next few weeks. It's 31 chapters. We'll be doing this series for six weeks, so it's a little bit more than a month. That means you can even miss a few days and you'd still finish the entire book. It takes probably five minutes or less to read one of these chapters each day. And as you do, and as you come here each week, it just invites you to not just hear, but really listen to the wisdom that is being shared, the timeless wisdom, the God-inspired wisdom that will make life better and make you better at life. Unlike me, don't fall asleep while your father is speaking. So to close today, I just want to help us to live up to these words and pray these words a blessing over us today. That you may appreciate wisdom and discipline may understand words of intelligence, may receive training in wise conduct in what is right, just, and honest, that resourcefulness may be imparted to you, to you, knowledge and discretion. You will become wiser by hearing them, will advance in learning, and in your intelligence gain sound guidance, that you may comprehend proverb and parable, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, wisdom and instruction, fools despise. Amen.